Survivor Specialist Phil and Alexa are back, and you heard that right. Phil and Alexa <laughs> are back. I can't believe it either. Nobody can believe it. McKenna, where are you? She's gonna be hiding somewhere in here. It's Phil and Alexa <laughs> back to recap or to predict episode six of Survivor 43. Predictions and power rankings coming your way. I decided last week that I wasn't going to do my power rankings and I would just take interns. I never actually looked at interns. His power rankings were absolutely atrocious. He's got Ellie at 13, Dwight at 14. But then again, interns just not good at these games. But he put Gabor at 10, which is just absolutely horrific. I can't believe him. I'm so disappointed in him. He got me 12 points, though, with Gio, so I'll take it. Um, I was about to say, he did pretty well for you. He did pretty well. But like when I start looking at him, like, what do you, what were you thinking? Like, Dwight? Dwight, my man Dwight, who I said was going to be my bottom every single week after week one, and then I have just moved him up and up and up every week. <laughs> um, but Alexa, what have you been up to? Because uh, I haven't seen you in 105 years. I know, I've been good. We've had McKenna. We've had Robert. Um, I feel like we've had others, but actually not. Someone made a comment last week that said, it's Survivor Specialist McKenna, and you and I are the guests, which is pretty much what it's. Uh oh, Alexa muted herself in the middle of a good point. There we go. Go ahead. It's pretty much what? Um, it is specialist McKenna featured featuring Phil and Alexa. We are very secondary. Thank you, everybody. I actually don't want to say for your patience because I think we've put out pretty good podcast. We just haven't been together. So huge shout out to Robert and McKenna. Um, you should have seen the look on Robert's face when I put Gabler at number one, and I did it in solidarity for you, which is something that I would never say out loud in front of you, but I just did. Um, but it's because Robert has never done predictions before and he does, did not understand that number one means safer this week. And anyways, it's crazy that we're already at the merge. Phil and I were unsure if 13 has been done before. It seems just really ridiculously high, high or low, whatever number you want to say. I feel like it's ridiculous to merge with 13 people. Um, but I guess that's where we're at now. It just makes the pre-merge so much sadder. Yeah, I, I think that the reason they're doing it here is so that whoever gets like doesn't earn their way in this week, because I think that's what we're getting without the hourglass and all of that. Um, they're really like not going to make the jury and they're not really going to make the merge, if that makes sense. Um, Andy Vogel says never in an 18-player cast. Now, Andy doesn't really ever know what he's talking mm. about, but you know, I'll trust him on this one. Um, but yeah, I think that that's probably what we're going to happen have happened here this week is we're just going to have somebody go home um, who, you know, doesn't feel as screwed as Sydney and Lydia. And obviously I was joking about Andy. If anybody doesn't know who Andy is, you'll know the man's never been wrong a day in his life. Um, so anyway, <laughs> he knows Alexa, everything. What, also, what do you, what do you make of that though? I was going to give a super quick shout out to Andy and this is a transition because oh, he just commented. Um, Robert and I were talking last week about how much we're enjoying watching a show on Netflix called The Mole. I have not finished it yet, so please no spoilers. But Andy reached out and said that he would love to do a podcast on our channel, um, either recapping The Mole or talking through The Mole. Um, it's one of the shows that's released in bulk, so you could binge it right now. If anyone, um, especially in the, for any of our patrons, if anybody is interested in participating in this podcast with Andy, shoot us an email or message us on Instagram or something. Um, it's something that we'd be interested in, but we really don't have much of the time, but um, would definitely be awesome to have it on a channel. So that's that. And also while Phil was talking, I was researching what exactly is going to be going on with this merge. Um, and I really only have an Inside Survivor article from July. So what it says here, as we understand it, there will still be an earn the merge component to the season. 
meaning the remaining 12 castaways, so something's off there, will be split into two teams and compete in a challenge to earn their spot on the merge track. Much like 41 and 42, the losing team will be vulnerable. However, this time around, there will be no hourglass twist. So it's a little unclear what's up with that 13th person. But earn the merge is there, which, to be honest, I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. Hourglass is Yeah, I mean, earn the merge was never the problem. It was always... Yeah always the the hourglass i mean the hourglass is the bs part i don't feel bad i mean i don't feel bad for people who like go home at 12 like i don't feel bad for lydia for being 12th place i feel bad that she won and then lost <laughs> like that's <laughs> when i feel bad um you know and and it feels like we're getting back to kind of like all is fair in survivor um where like you know it's it's like okay anything is game but like let's make it that you actually earn it um, and, and mm -hmm. you, if you win, you win rather than you lose and that's whatever. So Whoa. slow that yeah. down. Yeah, I know. Right. What a concept I was rewatching. I just finished rewatching Palau and I was like, man, imagine if like Tom Westman would have been hit with like the, Oh, actually Tom, you didn't win. He would have just tackled Jeff and beat him to a pulp. So, um, <laughs> no doubt and about Karen it. wins in that timeline. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. I just, um, I just, I, I like this approach. I think it's fun. They're mixing things up. I just think like overall, and I know we haven't gotten to talk about this season much together, but I think overall the chances that they're taking on this season are working a lot better than they did in 41 and 42. Whether this is better than 42 or not, who knows? Is it better than 41? Obviously. I mean, one world's better than 41. But <laughs> This this season, the chances they're taking are working. So I have a little bit more faith. It seems like they got through that initial cycle. They had to work out the kinks. They had to figure out what they get away with, what they couldn't, how they wanted to go about this. And it seems like this season, it's really working. Um, also helps that you have a very Gabonish cast here that is likable but unlikable. Like we don't <laughs> yeah. really know who we're supposed to like. But we like, I like watching them. Like, I don't love any of these people. Like, these aren't, I'm not sitting here watching the season being like, man, uh, if that person doesn't win, I'm going to be so pissed. But even the people who like Randy's, Corinne's, you know, I'm thinking like that type of player, you're getting some of that on this season. Not maybe to that level of mean, but I like you, but I don't love you. And, and I'm just interested to watch how this is going to continue to play out. I cannot wait for Baca to beat the shit out of each other. Like that's oh. all I want. That's all I wanted. I can't believe we were robbed of seeing them go to tribal council one more time. I wanted it so bad just so I could see what the hell would happen. They are such an unbelievable tribe, especially from last week's episode. They all think they trust each other, but don't like Ellie talks to Sammy. So clearly she thinks that Sammy's in with them and then they don't want Owen, but Owen wants them. And yet they all tell each other everything about their idols and advantages. So it's really fun. Janine has been awesome. I'm really happy that we were wrong about her in the beginning. She also looks like she could collapse at any moment. Um, mm -hmm. When they did that slow-mo of her um, rowing the boat, I felt like she was going to just fly off into the wind. I am pretty over the journeys. I really don't need those. I think they're they're going to have to update them in 45 and 46. That is such a weird thing to say out loud. But um, only because now the players 
the players know. So they walk in and they're just dead honest with each other. Yeah. No sense of surprise. So I'm sure that they'll play with that a little bit, or maybe they'll start swapping tribes again. Um, but I'm, I'm really liking this. Every tribe has had a different time where they could be a hot mess. And that's been really appreciated. And now we're about to go into a merge with four idols, three people who can't vote or two people who can't vote. Yeah. And a bunch of other and Noel's shows. and Noel's advantage. I was talking Noelle's, about that. I thought you were going to Noel's leg. No, yeah, well, no, Noel's, Noel's. I mean, it's in her leg. I do, that is true. I hope she plays her leg. Um, and most thankfully, no knowledge is power. No knowledge is power. Probably yeah. would not allow it. Knowledge is power is total bust, total total disaster. I was talking about this in the uh, the after show, which I finally did the other day. Those um, <laughs> will be back for twenty dollars patrons on Wednesday nights after the episode. Now that I can sit upright for more than like twenty five minutes, um, but I love that the advantages have taken a backseat this season. Even yeah. though they're in these episodes, they're all over the place. We have a bunch of idols. Really, we have three idols and and Mike's thing like mike mike is safe this week or whatever next time he goes to tribal that's it and and then we have no well still a vote it's not that overwhelming and we've seen it with these with these idols it is so easy for these people to mess up the idol plays in recent seasons so i'm okay with where we're at coming into this episode of survivor that's not how i felt in recent seasons but for some reason the way they've edited this or the way something is going on it just feels different than what it felt like in the past so i'm all about it um i will say though i agree with you to an extent on the journeys the journeys have gotten stale but i do like what we've seen with the journeys this season with noel's and with geos because noel's was i'm desperate i need this blah 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 they worked with her i want to see mm -hmm. if we finally get our token chains alliance now that actually works because we never saw that but this feels like the best chance we have with owen james and noel Mm -hmm. And then with Geo's, he was lying through his teeth, ends up getting the advantage and going home anyway. So now what is Jesse going to think? And what is Janine going to think? I think that makes it really, really fun. Um, Jesse and Janine, though, not being able to vote at this next tribal is going to be a big deal. Um, if, in fact, all 13 of them do go to tribal council. Yeah. And because the only sort of interactions that we've seen other than these journeys are that Baca and Vessi tried to help each other in one challenge. So they would be, the, I haven't looked at the numbers immediately, but they would be the larger group if it's them versus Coco, but two of them can't vote. So this is actually probably very close. Yeah, it is very close. And we don't know, like are all 13 of them, because I know you were kind of explaining what the twist is, but are all 13 of them actually going to tribal council or is there going to be some sort of split where some people are going to go and some aren't maybe a la Fiji and Michelle who got screwed. But is that yeah. something that's happening or no? I assume that they're all still going to tribal council the way that they have. Um, I'm just a little unsure what the 13th person is going to do mm -hmm. like the one person. Cause I think they're still divided up. Um, but maybe not. I mean, someone said in the preview that it didn't look like it was divided into two different, um, like two different aspects of the challenge. So we'll see. But we know that no, time is not a construct. Time is not going backwards or forwards. Well, I guess it's going forwards. So no one's no one's going to switch anything. So that's really nice. Um, but yeah, we're going we're going into a very confusing merge. I actually have not made my power rankings because I didn't have time this weekend. So I'm pulling a I fill. Always. I always do mine ahead of time. Um, <laughs> so my number one, 
Say I'm, going, I'm going with Co. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going. I'm going with Gabler. Obviously. Same. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Here's here's my biggest thing right now, and I, I, this is this is the last time I'm be able to defend Gabler because the odds <laughs> are he's probably going to get 12th place because he plays idle and whatever. He's not as stupid as everybody thinks, and I'm so tired of like the internet as a whole. You know, the proverbial they. Um, just thinking this guy's a moron. And I understand, I, I talked about this in the after show. I understand that he has been, he's been clueless in some aspects. He's been tired. He's in his fifties. He's old, like whatever. And he's dramatic. He's not your 50 year old, like Bob Crowley. Who's like, whatever. I'm just here and withering away. It's like, it's a dramatic guy, you know, like give him a break. Um, but every time that we've been told that Gabler is stupid, Gabler always gets redemption in that episode. Always. He's always shown as being some sort of hero at some point in that episode. And I think that that is really important for this guy. Like we need to understand he is not as bad at survivor as what the people around him are saying he is. And I'm not even necessarily thinking he's going to be the first person voted off of Baca when he doesn't have his idol anymore. Now they're going to need to look, now they're going to need to work with him or do something or whatever. But are Ellie and Janine going to win this? This is where I go back to the Gabon thing. It's kind of like, is Sugar really going to beat like Randy and Corinne? Like, are we really like Sugar Hero who gets voted off first because she sucks? Um, you know, sucks. I like Sugar, met Sugar, <laughs> but but it just feels like we're being forced to hero here, and because Gabler is being shown kind of as like a dud, it's making it like. Ellie and Janine are the heroes, but Ellie and Janine aren't heroes. And, and we're seeing that also. So I love this Baca tribe, but Mike Gabler deserves some respect. I like Mike Gabler a lot. He's number one. He's not going home this week. He's the only safe person out there right now. And yeah, I love Gabler. If I'd have heart surgery, I'd fly to Idaho just to have it from him. Um, <laughs> because if or I got died at the hands of Mike Gabler. So you'd have I'm him sure. somewhere in the room. It's a little unclear where he, where he stands in the process. Yeah, he's kind of, he's the specialist, right? He's, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he'll fit right he in with us. on this podcast. We are going to have an entire show dedicated to heart valve specialists starting uh, with season 44. So there you Which go. Phil and I can famously speak about um, yes. ad nauseum. Um, yes. I'm with you. I have Gabler number one. I think What's so fun about that tribe is originally it was like, oh, yeah, Ellie and Jean are, Janine are so much smarter than him. But it blows my mind that they still like think that he might not realize that his idol is good. So it's like everyone in, is kind of delusional on that tribe, but not Sammy. Like yeah. Sammy and Owen are looking pretty good. And we were down on Sammy a lot, but I, I think he's playing really well. And He's the one feeding all this info to Gabler, but I'm with you. Gabler's a super weird dude, and I think he would he would admit that himself. He's completely safe. I really hope that we get something fun with them trying to get rid of him, and then they're blown away that he plays this idol in front of everybody. That's going to be a really good, like, I guess, like dose of reality going into the merge. Um, but I think he's completely safe. I don't think he's going to last much longer, but maybe this will be new life that he needs. Maybe he needs to hang out with other people because this tribe is really weird and they are younger than him. And there's something to be said about that. Do you think that Ellie and Janine would try to vote out Gabler in final 13? Like, are they going to have uh, uh, their internal war happen at this fake merge, whatever it's called episode? I can't tell because I think I imagine 
that because the smart thing would be no don't go like air your dirty laundry in front of everybody immediately but i think the tension's been building for a really long, long time so they want to but i imagine like someone will come talk to them and they'll say who's on the outs on your tribe and they'll say gabler so i imagine that and maybe he'll want the target because he has to play this idol now yeah. because it'd be weird if like the votes between carla and cody and Gabler's like, oh no, guys, I got this. Like, or he's playing for someone, which is something else to consider. I was going to say too, if Gabler is able to convince people to put votes on him to save a Sammy or something like that, that's good gameplay. I think it's. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't I, look. I just defended Mike Gabler for two minutes. I don't need to continue to pretend that he's really good at Survivor. Um, yeah. I don't think he's that good where he's going to be able to pull something like that off. But I do think he's good enough that you know he's going to play this idol. If he's safe, if this is kind of like what we've seen in season 41 and 42, he'll probably play it for Sammy to make sure Sammy stays. But I'm not sure how this is going to shape up, so I don't have Sammy at two. I have Queen Carla here at number two. Um, mm -hmm. uh, she has officially been been promoted to queen because she is just running whatever the hell is going on on Coco. Right. Now, whether what's going on on Coco is the right thing or not, Carla is running it. Like, Carla is in total control. I talked about this uh, last week on the After Show, too. Look, I love Cassidy. Big Cassidy fan. Love that she's still in the game. But this was James and Carla last week. Yeah. Like, James and Carla made it so that Gio was the one who went home. They made Gio and Ryan feel comfortable, all of that. Clearly, Cassidy's relationship building was better than Ryan and Gio's, so she deserves credit too. But if Carla and James decided, hey, we want to vote off Cassidy, Cassidy would have been going home last week. Carla is running it. She has the idol. And she has James, who knows where Noel knows that Noel has something. Mm, and point. I think that's going to be beneficial for Carla. So I'm going to say Carla here at number two. Now, what I hope doesn't happen to Queen Carla is that she goes the way of Shan, where she's in control, 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 and then just implodes, falls apart, and like post-merge just doesn't have the same game. I think Carla is going to have a smoother ride. I think Carla also has more numbers. I think the her, James, and Cassidy are definitely a force to be reckoned with. But that's, that's where I feel with Carla. That's why I have her at number two. I think she's totally safe this week. I think if she feels like she's in trouble, she's going to sniff it out. She's going to play her idol. I think she's got enough people around her because of James with Noel, because that also opens up the door with Owen, because Ellie and Janine have talked about doing an all-women's thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to go with Carla and Cassidy and pull in Noel, and now you have an all-women's thing. That's why I like Carla here and put her at number two. Yeah, I not to jump too far ahead. I have Carla number three. I actually have Cody directly above her, and that's only because that Vessi tribe has I don't know what they did, but all of a sudden they got into such a good groove. I don't think the four of them are going to be together forever, but they're about to go into this merge, and Coco is going to be fresh off of two tribal councils. The Baca tribe can't stand each other, so all the tension and all the votes I think are going to lean towards someone from both of those tribes. And I think Cody's going to be fine. He doesn't, I, I just don't know why collectively everyone would say, let's try to get rid of Cody unless people figure out that he has the idol because Cody, Carla, and Janine, they'll all see each other, but maybe yeah. that could create a little alliance among the three of them. So Cody, I think is completely fine. 
And same with Carla. She is completely running it. I feel like we're getting less overconfidence and more just like calm confidence. So I hope she keeps going at this rate. It's really easy for someone to crash and burn like that. But Carla's in a fantastic position. I also don't want to discredit James. Um, the two of them are really running that together. Um, I know it's like not exciting for the top three people to be people titles, but you know, do what you got to do. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I have Cody at five. I wanted to put Cody. I wanted to put Cody higher. So Cody goes two ways for me here. Cody's in a good spot because Jesse's going to tell him he doesn't have his vote. So that's going to help Cody right. because Cody's going to know, okay, Jesse doesn't have a vote. I need to plan accordingly. Maybe that'll make it so that Cody plays his idol. Mm -hmm. My concern with Cody is it seems like Coco wasn't a fan of Cody when he went over there. They felt that he was a salesman. They felt like they got played by him. That could be harmful to him when you have four people from Coco now showing up. I don't know how he's, I don't think he's going to build any type of relationship with Ellie and Janine. Yeah. I don't think Gabler is going to like him. Um, there's a chance that maybe he gets in with Sammy because they kind of have like young dude mentalities, even though Cody's like way older than him. But I just, I have a hard time seeing where Cody goes, but he does have an idol and he is going to know that Jesse doesn't have a vote and not for nothing. Janine's probably going to somehow reveal that she does, that she lost her vote or she's going to say it to somebody and somebody's going to overhear something. Who knows? But I think Cody's okay there. So I have him at five lower than you have him, but you know. Still good. Totally based on edit. I have Owen at three. Mm -hmm. um, I think Owen is in the driver's seat on Baca. I know that obviously if you go to Emerge, Baca is no longer a tribe. So it doesn't matter if he's in the driver's seat there. But I don't think that people are going to be threatened by him right away. I think there's going to be bigger fish to fry. I think he's done a good job of blending into the background right now. I think he'll continue to do a good job of blending into the background. And I think that he's going to maybe be that person who gets to hear all the information. Because, again, he knows Noel, knows Noel has an advantage. Him and James, let Noel have that. I think Owen could be the one who bridges the gap for whoever he decides to align with from Baca. Because we still don't know if he's going to go with the men or women. And the people over there on Blue and the people over there on Vessi. I think Owen is the bridge there, so that's why I have him at three. And at number four, I have James, because I just think it would be weird if James went home this week. I think Carla is going to have her finger on the pulse of the game. Again, kind of like with with um, Owen, James knows that Noel has something. They did that all together. I think that's going to be helpful. And I think that Noel especially is going to be looking for inroads. Her inroads are James and Owen, and I think that the two of them are going to get more information than they thought that they were ever going to get, and that's going to help them. Yeah, I think that's going to be good for them. Um I have Jesse at four. I have Owen at five. I know it seems like we're jumping fast, but I'm trying not to. Um, I'll, I'll speak to Jesse first. He doesn't have a vote, but I think even though it's a merge, and I'm sure everyone will find out he doesn't have a vote in like nine seconds, I do not think that people are intimidated by him. And I think that is such a testament to how he's playing. I, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but you know, Tony said that he'd like, just physically would like downplay himself and just find ways to seem less intimidating. I feel like Jesse does that because he talks about his wife and he talks about how boring he is and that, you know, and what he's told us is something completely different just based on what he's gone through in his life. And I don't think people are going to walk on and say, do you know who's bothering me or do you know who's running this? Jesse. I don't think his tribe even thinks that. So I think Jesse's in a really good place despite the fact that he's not going to vote. Um, 
And maybe nobody ends up finding out. But like you said, he knows about Cody's idol. He has inroads with Dwight. He talked to Janine. He's going to have to reconnect with Janine because of the geo situation. Um, and so he's in a good spot. And when it comes to Owen, I think Owen is somebody who can easily jump ship to whatever other ship is being built on the other side because mm-hmm. he may, he's going to see Gabler and Sammy and he doesn't really want to work with them. He may see Ellie and Janine getting too overconfident and say, this isn't going to work out. I just need to get out of here. And he has all of this good info that he can then take somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with, with pretty much all of that. Uh, Jesse's a tough one for me because like from an edit perspective, I think there's like a 0% chance he goes home this week, but he doesn't have a vote and you're at this weird merge thing. And like, yeah. that's always, that's always frightening, right? Like that's always a scary thing. Um, Okay, now is like where it really does start to get tough. Yeah. But at number six, uh, the highest I think I have put her this entire season, I am putting Noel. Um, yeah. She has a steal of vote. It's so much more powerful than an extra vote. And that's why I have her here. Jesse doesn't have a vote. Cody has an idol. They're going to let each other in on that. Dwight knows about the steal of vote. Uh, Owen and James know she has something. They just don't know it's a steal of vote. Man, like, she's going to be able to use this to her advantage. I really think that. And I think that she's going to be able to maybe be that kind of the 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 glue that makes sure that the person that they want to go home goes home. Mm-hmm. And and that will be because of Noelle and her steal a vote. She could steal from whoever she wants. And I think that's huge. Um, although I did ask, can she steal from Jesse or Janine? Because if she does, does she, like, actually kind of waste this? Because they don't have votes. But anyway, that's... That's just something I was wondering. But I have Noel here at six. I think she's in a great spot. Yeah, I was about to – I was counting. So there's 11 votes that can happen, and that's a great number for somebody to have a seal of vote because you have to imagine that it's probably going to be split. So she splits it her way, and then that's that. You're that's a really five. You play a steal vote at 6-5. That's huge. Exactly. I do wonder what the Jesse or Janine situation. I'm curious how that would work out. Yeah. Um, I have James at six. Um, because I, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I think he's completely safe. Noelle like should be higher. Noelle is my number seven, so she's directly after. But James, this is like a very fail thing to say. James has been right a lot. And he's as much as Carla's been narrating Coco, I feel like he kind of has too. And he even walked us through when they almost got rid of Cassidy again. And that would have been stupid of them to do so well not stupid but it was it was just like really you're gonna just vote someone out again because they're not listening but i don't they didn't follow through on that that felt like a very like we need to say it but let's correct the error kind of thing um i think there's plenty of other people on coco um cassidy's already gotten a bunch of votes ryan is doing something um I think they're in a lot more trouble than James. And I'm with you on Noelle. The reason that I don't have her higher, I feel like she could easily be number one, is I don't really know who else she's super tight with because she's kind of in with Dwight, but I could see Dwight doing whatever he needs to keep going forward. And who did she do her journey with? Noelle? Yeah. Owen and uh, Owen and James. She did it with Owen and James, but... I don't know, like, I'm curious how much the journeys tie people together. So right now I see her as a bit solo, but I think as soon as people find out of her, about her still vote, she's going to be okay. So I have her rated kind of like that halfway mark. Yeah. Um, all right. My number seven. So it's it's weird because like- Now it's hard. Idol. 
Well, Janine has an idol, right? But her and Ellie are so cocky that if anybody's going to screw up playing an idol this season or not play it when they go home, it's going to be Janine. Like, I just yeah. feel like it's going to be Janine. So I'm I'm actually going to put Cassidy at seven, um, even though like even though there's really nowhere for her to hide right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still going to put her here at seven. She had a big episode last week. She survives the episode. She was probably never in danger. They made it seem like she was in danger because she was the alternative and like, oh, who's the deciding vote? But I don't think she was ever in danger. I think it was always going to be Geo. It just happens to look like a close vote because it's 3-2 and that's just how the alliance broke out. Um, she could, being that she's kind of like the third of that group, that could hurt her. But I really think that like she's just safe this week. Like I, I just have a hard time seeing it. Like why, why would you pick her? But then again, Sydney and Lydia were the two boots at like, kind of like this screwed position. So why not be Cassidy? But I just, I just don't see why like Ryan, mm-hmm. Sammy, those are huge threats right now. Janine and Ellie, if you wanted to go against them, those are huge threats right now. So why would you pick Cassidy? It just doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I have her here. Um, at number seven, right in the middle. And I think she's going to be fine. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out after a really, really slow start confessional wise, she's up to 14, which is like, that's like, that's like even playing field. It's the same amount as Dwight. That's more than Janine. It's more than Owen. Like she's in it. She's She's back. Yeah. I have Cassidy at eight. I have her in the back half because she's had votes on her the past two weeks. So She's probably like getting her footing back a little bit, but the people who wanted to get rid of her are no longer there. So I'm with you. I don't think Jesse's going to be like, do you know who must leave Cassidy? It feels extremely random. The only person who could really blow that up is Ryan, who is currently completely um, without an ally. So he could go somewhere and say, Cassidy's running a show over there. Cassidy's the one who's got to go. So bottom half for Cassidy, but I think She's going to be very safe. I think she, Carla, and Ryan, excuse me, she, Carla, and James are a type three, but I do think she is the third wheel of the two of them. Yeah, I agree. Although I think right now, Carla doesn't give a damn because if mm-hmm. she can get the final three with James and, and Cassidy, she's going to win and she knows it. And I think that's yeah. why like, she likes this alliance a lot right now. Yeah. Granted, it's early, but also based on what we're seeing and just like gameplay, it seems like Carla would be calling a lot of the shots. Um, definitely number eight, I have Jesse. So, you know, him losing his vote hurts him. I still think from an edit perspective, it would be shocking for Jesse to go right now. Um, at 13, I think he's just too big of a character, too much going for him. I think he has too much information. He's he's just really good at the social game. Mm-hmm. I think when you're really good at the social game, you can lose a vote. I think yeah. he's really good at the social game. Yeah. He's really good. Um, what do you, do you just, you're eight. Yeah. Okay. So my number nine, I'm going to put Sammy, which I feel like I could put Sammy high. I could put him low. I don't, he hasn't gone on a journey, so he doesn't have outward connections with anybody. He is trusted by the girls, kind of, and Gabler. But I think like all things considered, I think he's been playing a pretty good social game. Um, I don't get like as much of the 19 year old energy as I did at the beginning. He very well could win a challenge too. I don't really know how the immunity is going to work. I don't know if it's one person or six people, but 
he's a pretty strong guy. I imagine him doing pretty well in the challenge. Um, but I just don't think there's anything that would get like a group consensus going to get rid of Sammy. I think if the Bacchus want to get rid of somebody, they're going to, they're going to say Gabler. Um, I don't think anybody's going to immediately gun for Sammy. Here's, here's a question. Is Sammy the most entertaining teenager to ever play survivor? I'm really liking him. I, I am pleasantly surprised by him. Very pleasantly surprised. I think he's the most entertaining teenager to ever play the game. And I love, I love Julia Sokolowski. I think she's super underrated. And I think like her game in, in Korong is, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but Sammy is just brings fire every single week. He is like, he gives off such tool energy, he yeah. gives such tool energy in those first couple episodes, but he's been right. Like, like you said, you called me out on it with James. Like, you know, you use those words. He's been right. Sam yeah. has been right in like everything. And even though he comes across, like he's just coming across as frustrated and it yeah. makes sense that like he would be frustrated. Also, he's had some golden lines about like his mom picking him up from Seven Eleven and like things like yeah. that. Like Chuck E. Cheese. Just such, yeah, he's too old for Chuck E. Cheese or he didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese that much. It's like, Dude, you probably were there like three years ago and like <laughs> everybody else hasn't been allowed in there in three years. Jesse's the only one to go because he has kids. Like, yeah, I, I really like Sammy. My biggest concern with Sammy is if Owen goes with the women and they know they can't vote out Gabler and they do decide that they're willing to sacrifice one of their own. It, I mean, Sammy's toast. Sammy's yeah. toast, and and it's an easy boot because hey, he's good at he's going to win these challenges. We can't let him get too far. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm really enjoying Sammy. I, I think he's a lot of fun. Um, but I've I've Dwight at nine. Um, and that's okay. that's all I have to say about that. Dwight Dwight's disappeared for the last couple episodes. He hasn't really been in the last two episodes, but I like him a lot. And yeah, all right, we've got our final four, and they're pretty similar. We have one yeah. person who's not matching. One person who's not matching. Um, at number ten, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. Um, I'm gonna put Janine um, because she has the idol. I think Janine could go this week, though, for sure with the idol. I think it's a good time to try to blindside her, but I think Owen's gonna go with the women, and I think Owen is gonna have options because of the Noel thing. And I think he's going to decide to go with the women, and I think Janine's going to be safe, but Janine's not going to realize how close she was to going home. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to put Dwight at 10. I The reason I have him low is because I don't really know who he's allied with in the present state, just with the way that Vessi left their last tribal council. And we have seen a tendency of, like, at the beginning, him, like, jumping the gun and really wanting to play hard. And I feel like at the merge, everyone wants to do that. Um, but... I think he's been playing really well. I think he really corrected any mistakes that he made at the beginning. So maybe this isn't a mistake he would make again, but he is still fairly low for me just because I don't really know who he's allied with. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dwight, Dwight's a hard one to figure out right now. I feel like we probably have gotten to know him the least because he had a huge first episode and he really has fallen off since then. Um, at 11, I have Ellie. Um, I think Ellie's going to find her way through. I think Ellie is going to continue to find her way through. I think Ellie's actually pretty good at Survivor. I just think for some reason she has focused her laser beams here at Gabler for no freaking reason. And it's just making her look bad. But I think she's pretty good at Survivor. And I think she's going to survive this one. And I think her relationship with Owen is more legitimate than maybe we've seen so far. And so that's why I have her at 11 ahead of Sammy and Ryan. And I'll just kill mine. I have Sammy at 12. I think Ryan is a sitting duck. 
I think Ryan is so screwed. He has nobody on his tribe who's going to want to ally with him. Um, you have you have him probably going out of his way now when there's like this merge to try to throw his people under the bus. Mm-hmm. Any of them get in with anybody else on the other tribes. He's screwed. He's the strongest guy out there. He's he's an actor in air quotes, and he's let everybody know that. I I think he's a sitting duck. I think Sammy's in a lot of trouble this week, but I think Ryan is just he is just his days are numbered. I think Ryan goes this week. Ryan's in a lot of trouble. Um, I'm gonna go eleven. I'm gonna say Ellie. I'm with you. I think Ellie would survive. Um, I think Ellie's in trouble and she'll either get votes or think that the people are going to vote for her and then they're not. But I actually think I'm going to put Ryan at 12 and Janine at 13. I think Ryan 100% can go home, but he is completely without options right now. And as much as people love to not get rid of people who don't have votes, Ryan is a number. Ryan right now is shocked and maybe pissed, but he can go somewhere and say, hey, I've, I've got nobody. Let me vote for you. I don't necessarily know if Carla and James are going to say, let's continue to get rid of Ryan. Janine, on the other hand, has an idol. Everyone on her tribe knows about it. A lot of them aren't happy about it. And she doesn't have a vote. They could try to blindside her Um and she goes home without a vote or an idol. It would be very unfortunate, but also deeply entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it could happen to her for sure. Um, it, the, if it was going to happen to somebody right now, like it, it just makes sense for it to be Janine. Like her and Ellie yeah. are so cocky. That might be what wakes Ellie up for the rest of the game. But yeah. I'm just, I'm just. They Ryan's in so much trouble. They're going to have like a day or two because remember, we're in speed survivor now. They have like a day or two to make these alliances to vote out somebody with an idol. I just am not buying that that's going to happen here. So I, I think hard, ultimately yeah. Janine gets through. I think Ryan's a sitting duck. I think Ryan yeah. is the guy. Star Ryan's in huge trouble. But huge. that's it, guys. We are back with our yeah, power. We did it. Took us a month, but we're here. We're here and we're staying here and we'll be here Wednesday night. It's so exciting. We're, we're both, we're both alive. We're both, um, we're which cooking. is something to be proud of. It is. Um, I'm telling you. We're going to, so here's the thing. We'll do a few updates. We're going to be back on Wednesday, Phil and Alexa as God intended. Yes. Um, it's going to be probably at nine 15 um, to be completely blunt. I'm watching with some friends and, I want to be able to talk to them directly after the episode. I feel bad we'll kicking them out. I live in a studio, so they can't hang out. Um, we'll be live right after the episode, though, regardless. Quick updates on the boot list and the prop bets. So the boot list, the top three, <laughs> the people in the top three. First place is someone named Daniel, which will be really easy to find if he wins. Then with six points, which is kind of something. Um Justo has eight in second place. And then Elon Nelson has nine. So those are the top three in the boot list. Top three in the pop prop bet. Um, I'm on the wrong tab. Okay. First place in with 13 points is Survivor Challenges. Second place in prop bet is Nate LaRocca with 12 points. And then Chesney Gina is in a third place with 11 points. Everything is still very close, so good job. <laughs> nice, Forrest. Um, 
Good job for those of you who are participating. Um, we have a lot of really good patron content out there as well. Shout out to McKenna, who has been really killing it on the patron front. We have amazing race content coming out. We have the challenge content coming out. Um, we will hopefully be having the mole content coming out soon. We have a very active Discord, which um, Phil, I need an updated link to. Someone messaged me. Yeah, well, so anybody who, anybody who goes on Patreon and sees like, Discord, like the, the link on Discord, I think just takes you to discord.com mm. or something like that. Like, I don't actually know what link is on there, but people have been asking me that. And then I just send them over the other one, but we don't want to make like the discord completely open to the public because anybody can just join. So that's why like, so make sure you come out, like reach out to us once you become a patron and we, we have a uh, McKenna fact check, you know? Yes. Also, we by the way, um, I'm just going through this right now. Dwight called Jeff Jeffrey. Someone asked in a recap that you weren't in if that counts. It does. Okay. I just and added it in. Remember, we said anything other than Jeff. All right. In that case, let me do a little Z. I just put it in, so I don't know if that changes anything. Probably doesn't, but it actually does. Uh, the third place person is now tied for first place, nice. and Nate LaRocca is in third place. So quite spicy. There we go. All right. Yeah. Well, now you know. Now, you know, become a patron. There's plenty of content out there. Patreon.com backslash Cyrus Specialist. For those of you who are $5 patrons, we're in a weird spot with you because those with those you get a Q&A. However, we have not had questions submitted in quite a while because everyone has moved over to the Discord and that's where all the activity is. So what we've been doing is we've been giving our $10 retrospective podcast to $5 patrons. But it, we are probably going to stop that. So if you're a $5 patron, now is a great time to up to $10 and realistically, being a $20 patron, you get more content. You get like five times the content. So you may as well just become a $20 patron mm. at patreon.com backslash service specialist. Bye, Cloud Noctis. It was great to talk to you. Phil, anything else? Nope. That is it. We'll see you all Wednesday night after the episode. See ya.